guys. Welcome back to Interconnected. This is Ed. If you have heard my podcast in the past, you know that I'm a guy who likes to seek the intersections of things in life. Uh, today, I have a good friend. His name is Jay Bakranya. I'll let him introduce himself. Uh, but basically, Jay, you know, he's in the realm of education and uh, he's just like an awesome human being. And uh, we've had a lot of cool conversations uh, over the years and just talking about how life and work and faith intersect. So I thought to bring him on. I'm sure he has a lot of uh, cool intersections to to talk about. Uh, so without further ado, Jay, are you there? I am. Thank you. Ed. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. There are certainly a lot of inter- intersections uh, as we discussed two kids and business uh, consulting practice and and then trying to run an actual life outside of that. So lots of things colliding in my right, world. Right. So you got the kids, you got, so you got, we got family and then we also have work, but work is also kind of multifaceted, right? Very. All right. Well, let's um, jump into it, man. So your main thing is Signet education, right? Um, yeah. Could you tell me a little bit about what Signet is? Sure. So Signet Education is an education company. We focus on one-on-one mentorship and tutoring for students in typically in high school, but definitely um, some younger and many in college. Uh, we focus on all aspects of the high school journey academic tutoring, test prep, uh, admissions consulting um, to help high school kids navigate the college process and academic coaching. Academic coaching is really about the mentorship, developing the personal self-management skills and life skills uh, to do well through high school and to some degree, um, different degrees of different students to really try to ask the the bigger questions of, you know, what's the purpose behind all this? What am I trying to accomplish? What do I want to accomplish in high school to really try to build a strong foundation for building a meaningful life? I love that, man. So with the coaching, it sounds like it's focusing on things outside of just the, the academics. As I see, you guys are strong in tutoring, the test prep, the admissions. Mm-hmm. Um, for you, on the the coaching part, was that always part of your offering? Is it something that kind of came in uh, more recent? Can you tell me about that process and how the, the coaching kind of ended up as a part of your offering? Sure. Yeah, it, it, it was and still is an evolution. Way back, probably 10 years ago or so, I, I used to do a lot of test prep tutoring for students. So I had a fair number of students and I would work with them on test prep. And sometimes during the relationship or sometimes after after the test prep was done, I'd continue working with them. Mm. And we'd talk about just managing homework. And often it was time management was the entryway in. And just kind of started to talk about how to get things done, not just what to get done. And I had, uh, for many years, um, kind of gone down my own rabbit hole exploring how I could get better at managing my own life. Um, And, you know, I was running a company while in music school um, with no experience in entrepreneurship. And at some point, it just occurred to me that, you know, I just need to figure out how to manage all this. So really kind of got on the productivity train for a while and just really did a lot of thinking, reading, um, exploring about how to manage my own life effectively. And so I just started to pass that along where I felt it was appropriate. and. It seemed to resonate. And so a couple of years after that, we're talking about how as a company, it would be really nice to offer some kind of service that 
was based on this um, that other people could provide, not just not just me. And so that got us to thinking. You know, we we were purposefully trying not to reinvent the wheel, and we were looking for maybe methods or other curricula or something like that that we could bring in to train other other people on our staff. Mm. And in that exploration, we came to understand the world of coaching. And it, it sort of has a very particular meaning in certain spaces, which is really approaching another person, the coachee, from the perspective that that person is on their own journey. They have all their own answers. And as a coach, our job is not to tell them what to do, but it's to try to help catalyze and facilitate their progress in whichever direction they want to go. And there's a whole school and methodology around this, um, many different um, specific schools, but it, but it's really incredibly powerful technique. And when we first started learning about it, it was like, oh, this is interesting. Let's check it out. Yeah. And now it's actually become probably the, the main kind of principle or pillar that we're now really orienting the company around, both externally with our services, yeah. but also with the way we, we work with people is through the lens of coaching. So internally externally. And that was always there, I think, at Signet. Um, that was always kind of our way of approaching things, but it's now we've got a language and a method. 10 years ago, when you're doing the test prep, does Signet exist in its current form or was it just you tutoring independently at the time? Yeah. So Signet was founded by my co-founder, Andrew. He had started the company and built a small team of tutors when I mm. joined. Mm. And so it was a combination of both. It was me and Andrew doing a quite a bit of tutoring ourselves yeah and then we had a small team of tutors that eventually grew over time got it got it and then so and then at that time you said you continued to work with the students um, on different skills like outside of the test prep or other maybe tutoring right at that point were you cognizant of the the term coaching or were you just just giving advice and it was working out yeah really really more the latter so our approach to tutoring was always one that was focused first primarily on the relationship, and then that relationship would be the foundation for the academic work. Mm. Rather than, for example, you could think of another way of approaching it might be that you know our primary focus is on helping you learn these five math skills or right, helping right. you get an A on this test. So, and it's a subtle difference because we're still doing the same thing, but we we're acknowledging the importance of just that relationship. And taking time to foster that in the sessions. So once you start to have that kind of relationship with a student, it's very natural. So the, the way that coaching came about, or, or at least that evolution of it, was really very natural. So I'd be working with students and they'd mention something and, and it would kind of turn into a conversation of, oh, well, is this the challenge or is this the challenge? And we'd kind of explore. And then we might find that that their challenge in getting their homework done for the SAT was actually a time management challenge mm -hmm. around managing the reading workload from their English class, which is really hard. And then we talk about that. And so it just very naturally would, would come out when, with that strong relationship. And that's the goal is that the relationship opens the, uh, builds trust and the trust opens communication. And through communication, you can actually like get something done when it comes to tutoring or, or that kind of thing. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I, one, one question I, I have, because, you know, you know, whenever you're engaging with a new student and family, they'll, they'll have goals, right? They're like, oh, you know, we want to work, you know, get better at these skills, X, Y, Z, right? Mm -hmm. And so early on, when you guys would engage with new students, would you kind of explicitly say, like, we're going to build the relationship first, and then the skills, those skills will work on 
uh, on top of that foundation or would it kind of just happen organically? Like how is it structured for you guys? Very organically. Um, okay. You know, nobody wants to, if somebody's looking for math help or SAT help or something, yeah. you know, they're looking for help on the SAT. So when, when <laughs> they call you and you start telling them about a relationship, they're like, what are you <laughs> talking about? I'm looking for help on the SAT. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's we who know that. Okay. In most cases, some parents knew this too, but we who sure. know that, hey, you know, there's a path to getting to success in that and mm-hmm. it's through a strong relationship. So it would just be organically part of the process and it would be different for every student. So some students, sure. you'd, you'd, you'd start off and some parents, you'd start off and you'd, you'd have a long, open conversation about what the challenges were and you'd get a sense of the emotions around things and the goals. And, you know, you get this really rich picture that would be the start of the building of rapport and trust but for yeah. other students and families it would be you know student shows up you just dive right into the work you don't really talk about anything else and you do that for a couple of sessions and then all of a sudden they mention something and you say oh tell me more about your weekend what did you do yeah and yeah. oh you happen to like that i love this too okay and then you spend five minutes talking and you kind of brick by brick build that relationship over time rather than sort of come right out of the gate with it. So it's more of, I'd say, an attitude or a mindset. Yeah, um, that's and what I was thinking, we would, yeah. yeah, we 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 would definitely share that with our families up front to say, look, we're not we're not just in there pounding on the grades. We're 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 here to build a relationship and and have this be something that at least is as fun as possible. Um, if it's not fun, at least as close to that as possible. So they would know our, our attitude and mindset, but, but it wasn't necessarily something that we, um, kind of led with it just something right, that happened right. organically. Yeah. It's not something where you're saying like, this is going to be step one, right? We're going to build a relationship right, and step right, two. Right. right? Um, right. I, the word I'm thinking more of, it's like a value, like a cult, like more of a culture, right? It's just something that's, it's the way you go about it. Well, since you mentioned it, Signet <laughs> <laughs> is, um, uh, and for the audience, we didn't, we didn't plan this. Um, yeah. I was just speaking to my team today because I had actually just had a call with one of our longest time clients had has been with us probably since 2009. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Five yeah. children. Uh, and we've just helped in all sorts of different ways across the spectrum from test prep to, you know, medical school admissions and everything in between. Yeah. And um, I was just on the phone with them, just, just catching up and, and, uh, exploring some ideas of, of some new stuff that we're thinking of, of trying in Signet. And I asked them, what was it about Signet that's appealing to you? And um, they kind of, you know, gave us their experience, which I was very grateful for hearing. Mm-hmm. And I went back to my team and I was narrating it. And when I was sharing that with my team, I realized, oh, it's actually our values. <laughs> yeah. And so Signet is a very, very values-based company. We talk about our values on a daily weekly basis we use them to hire fire review uh, reward recognize our employees um, we use them as a filter for clients like if our clients aren't allowing us to live our values while we're while we're tutoring or, or serving them then probably not a good match right and right, so right. the values are that we care deeply um, and that's the first one for a reason yeah. it's just you know having a sense of true care and concern for the people that we're working with it's not about the money it's not about the you know tutoring hours not about the results it's about the person Mm. Um, and we care 
um, you know, it's, it's that 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 goes such a long way, you know, creating that relationship and then collaborate. So we always take a collaborative approach, not not a um, I'm the expert and you'll listen to me approach mm. or or on the other side of it. Sometimes parents will hire tutors to just simply do their bidding for them. Yeah. Um, and we, we don't do that. Uh, yeah. So care yeah. deeply, collaborate, inspire confidence. So our goal as a as a company and, and as individuals when we're working with our families is to have them feel confident in us that we can help them. So having a level of professionalism uh, that does that, as well as for us to make through our work with them, have them feel more confident about the challenges that they're facing in their lives. Yeah. Um, uh, be on the ball. Uh, that's a, that's an important one. In, <laughs> I like that, in man. Kind of a high stakes. Uh, so not the, it's the opposite of uh, drop the ball. Is that... Correct. <laughs> be on the ball is just, you know, if somebody sends an email, you get right back to them. Like right, just, right, the, right. The, we should operate at a very high level of professionalism. And then the last one, I think I'm a little out of order. The last one is teach students, not subjects. So the idea is that we're always oh, working cool. with human beings, not with a specific subject that we're trying to just put into somebody's head. So I don't exactly don't call exactly how we got to this topic of values the values the, man because yeah uh, it is defining for us and, and really gives us a foundation to build everything on well you know and i would say that it's the highest compliment and just you know affirmation uh when a, a client as they talk about you know their story of why they value you guys that they share you know within that narrative they share these values it means that it's actually true you know, <laughs> right? It's actually I working. I mean, because yeah. we can all day say like, "Hey, hey, Jay, let's care about people, man." We're like, "Yeah, yeah right." Man. But if we're not actually doing it, people don't actually feel it. Then it's just talk, right? That is a great point. I think you just made my day with that point. Right? Yeah, good job, Jay. Go, yeah. go, team. Thanks. <laughs> and it's not, you know, um, definitely not me. Yeah, you know, I'm part of the equation, but but I have an amazing team of people. Um, really phenomenal team of people that you know really really uh, make make Signet happen. Love it, man. That's value number two. Your collaboration. Still, there you go. Yep. Still doing yep. it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I just feel like it's kind of fun having these conversations because the theme kind of just organically comes to me, right? Like as we're talking, I feel like the topic for today really is how you know you as a person and also. Thus, you know, your company collaboratively, just how you guys care. And you take that into just the way that you do everything. To me, the elements of coaching, of like putting the student in the center, mm -hmm. um, I, I really love that. I see it as it's like pervasive in everything that you do. When we're doing test prep or subject tutoring, there's this coaching element that we bring in. It's like our special lens, um, the way that we're actually produced really good results through building relationships as we're doing this thing. So like, I, I guess one of the questions I have is, um, do, do you guys or do others look at it as like, kind of like I'm ordering at McDonald's, right? Where I'm mm -hmm. like, can I just get just the coaching and nothing else? Or can I just get the subject tutoring and not the coaching? Like, is that the kind of conversation that's happening? Or is it more like, uh, give me admissions. And then if you want admissions, like the kind of coaching is already inherently in what we're doing. Does it kind of make sense? Like what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It does make sense. Um, I think that topic might come up if we were structured in a different way. Okay. But the way that we're structured is that let's say you want chemistry tutoring. So okay. you'd work, 
than with a chemistry tutor who's primarily a chemistry tutor. But our training and, and the way that we run our business means that they're going to approach things in a particular way. But that just can't even be separated out from the yeah. tutor themselves. Yeah. So in terms of the tutoring, test prep, and admissions, it's more just the way the way that we deliver the service. So there would be no way to separate it out. Um, however, a lot of people do come to us just for coaching. Mm, okay. um, and we do coaching on its own. So without a necessarily a you know, being grounded in a particular subject, but but really being grounded more in the student's general academic life and performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that way works, and that's again a separate person that would be. You know, we have a coaching team, and the coaching oh, okay. team handles that um, that kind of stuff. So it's like a specialist, right? For exactly just coaching, which I could see it kind of can cover anything because I'm thinking of more on lines of mentorship of what what is the student maybe up to, their interests, and kind of like digging into those things. But it could cover kind of a wider range of subjects. It's, I mean, it's com- completely open ended. Um, and usually we have a, a couple of places that, we're, you know, a couple of um, usual suspects that come up. So mm-hmm. very often we're thinking about academic skills um, that that support academic performance like time management or study skills mm. we're thinking about helping students um, stay organized uh, you know students will have five or six different streams of work that are coming coming in every day and mm. how do you stay organized and keep track of all that and stay ahead of all of that um, Sometimes we're dealing with uh, or working with social um, questions, challenges, concerns. So students are just, you know, they're struggling with something socially. So, you know, we're not we're not therapists. We're not, uh, you know, uh, counselors in that regard. But we certainly can ask the student, well, what do you think is going on here and what do you want to do about it? And how can we help you kind of figure out how you want to approach this? But then it's, you know, beyond that, that, those are kind of the usual suspects. But beyond sure. that, it's then, you know, stress is actually another one. So if somebody's getting a certain result, but with a tremendous amount of effort and they want to use less effort to get that result, then coaching can often help them figure out what's going on and how to become more efficient. Um, mm. But after that, it's really, you know, it's pretty broad. We have the students, students that think about, um, work with a coach to try to figure out what they want to do over summer. We have students that use coaching as a way of, um, as almost like their own lab. You know, mm. they, you know, I'm struggling with this idea and I want to try to be more like this, you know, mm. working on a particular habit. How do I do it? And again, we don't, we don't have the answers or claim to have the answers. In certain cases, we have ways that we can suggest to think about doing things. And we've got a whole toolbox that we use that, that I came up with. Mm. Um, but in, in many cases, it's just a simple, we reflect it back and try to help them understand the situation, see it through a couple different lenses and then decide what they want to do and how they want to go about it. So typically we're working academically. Um, you know, we are, we are academic coaches and that's generally what people hire us for. Yeah. But, um, but in some of our relationships, especially the longstanding ones where we kind of cleared out all the academic concerns. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going in all sorts of directions. And again, teach students, not subjects. Our, our goal is to help students grow, push their own boundaries, learn and develop, which you and I both know, um, you know that's the school's school and academic work does not have a monopoly on that right. um, and shouldn't. Right. 
right? So, that, so, right. so it really, it really is. You're exactly right that it's just is very open. So, I guess we start with the core of academics, but then uh-huh. from there, it often will go in many different directions. Yeah, and I, I, and I think it's it's really cool to see that uh, you know people have reached out uh, for for coaching um, specifically, you know, because. You know, you know, you and I, Jay, we're like touchy feely guys, right? We're, we're <laughs> always talking about like whenever I'm in any academic setting and we, the word social emotional comes up, I'm like, yep, you know, my yep. ears perk up. Like, let's talk about that. Let's talk about our feelings. Let's talk about yep. building character. Let's talk about how like this class can impact your life outside of just this subject. Exactly. Those kind of things. Exactly. Um, but then I also see like it's it's not always the thing on top of people's lists. Have you seen like kind of a trend? There are more people seeking that out, be kind of knowing about it. Um, yeah, what have you seen in that area? Yeah, I think we do have more people seeking it out. And I, I don't know whether that's because we've just been doing it for a while and more people are telling their friends or if it's yeah. because there's a shift in mm. kind of uh, awareness around this. I. I suspect it's probably a little bit of both, but sure, to sure. speak to the latter, I think I, we went through a real phase of um, academic pressure, and it's still going on right now. Where where the college process and the competitiveness of the college process put such a um, pressure on a competitive pressure on students yeah, and families yeah. that they had to just keep upping the ante and they they entered into this kind of arms race. Mm, mm. And I think that as that, as that pressure has continued to increase and we've, we've, we've seen the toll of that on students, primarily in their mental health, mm. um, but also in just lots of, you know, uh, broken dreams. Like I, I did all this work. I wanted to go to this college and I didn't mm. get accepted. I've heard that story, unfortunately, many, many times. Yeah, yeah. So I think that there's been a shift in awareness now where people are saying, okay, sure, we need to work hard and we need to be strategic, but we also don't want to sacrifice completely a student's well being or, or encourage a student to sacrifice their own well being um, for, for these things. Because as an adult, when you look around, you realize, yeah, where you went to school and how you did has a lot to do with might have a lot to do with your life, but it might have nothing to do with the quality sure. of your life, uh, you know, later on. And so I think I'd like to think that we we're having a shift in awareness and, and a little backing away from the, the arms race, the educational arms race. I like the term that you use the, the, the arms race. Uh, mm-hmm. I can just, you know, I'm thinking of like the cold war, right? And yeah. you, you see that side is building up. So then I got to, I got to build up too. And exactly. I, honestly, I just think it's really refreshing hearing, you know, a CEO of a college admissions company saying like, you know, you're trying to combat that. You're trying to provide relief from that, that arms yeah. race academic pressure, because like as a business owner, a business person, it's like, you could see that it's like, oh, the demand is high. Right. And I've even heard of, um, like marketing tactics, like you use like fear, you know, like fear of missing out, like you need this, right? So then you need to buy from me, you know, that kind of mindset, which, you yeah. know, I don't, I'm not really into, but I know that that thought is out there, but you're saying like, no, it's, it's not healthy for our students and it's not the way we view it. It's not the way we view of how our business will grow. Like, that's what I'm hearing from you. Yeah. It, it, you're very perceptive on that. Ed. I think, 
um, when I think about that, there's a couple of interesting things there. I think that when Andrew and I started the business, we, we did start it from a place of just being interested in learning and, and mm. growth, um, not necessarily from a perspective of a business. Yeah. Um, and it and, and it turned into a, a business and a thriving business, but it, mm. it just took it, it took a long time, and it was started definitely in the not in the image of, of of sort of a business, but more in terms of an endeavor of helping people. So I mm. think mm. it started that way from the very. It was kind of built that way from the very start, in mm. in terms of the culture and approach. But I also think that we're, you know, I had the luxury of uh, and the luck of going to a very fancy school and seeing what that life is like Mm, and coming out and, and, and then building a life after that, an adult life. Mm. And, and sure, I look back and I I value that experience, but I can see with crystal clarity that there's no monopoly on a, on a happy life that's held by, by a fancy school or, or, or even a college in general. Mm. And in fact, you know, I'm not sure I see any direct correlation between where you go to school and what kind of meaningful life you can build. Sure, it mm. might, you know, open up prospects for income, you yeah. might create different social networks, and those things all have their value. But to me, there's there's a the endeavor of building a meaningful life has much more to do about with education and loving learning and being a uh, auto, you know, being, being able to educate yourself. Um, and having curiosity and having a, a spirit of um, adventure when it comes to, to, you know, seeing things that you want to do or try and going and doing them and building, you know, building your own path. And all of those things to me correlate much more highly with, again, building a meaningful life, which I think is ultimately what, what we're all after. And yeah. And because of that perspective, and also, again, the luck and luxury of having gone through a very fancy school and being able to say that from the other side of that, yeah, I think that that's helped me to just see with, with clarity that, that it's kind of all, you know, the whole admissions process, like I understand the way it is and why it's that way. And there's some good things about it, but, you know, for a family to get twisted up in that and, and lose, um, perspective on it is just uh just an absolute tragic waste of maybe a, a young adulthood <laughs> and definitely a lot of stress so uh yeah. I, I guess it's with that perspective that it make it would make it impossible for us to look at it any other way i don't think it's i i don't think we can look at it from the perspective of you know let's inspire let's use some fear or inspire right. some someone to try to buy our service just because they want this other thing when we don't even we don't think it's nearly as clear cut as yes you should do this or you shouldn't do this and we'll we'll help you out if you give sign on the dotted line and give us fifty thousand dollars you know it's just yeah. not that clear it's <laughs> like um you know i just recently watched that documentary with all you know the college scandal stuff right uh yes and, i haven't watched usc it yet, usc yeah, and yeah. all that right yeah and yeah. and you see like what you know, that kind of pressure is what it drives people to do, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and they're paying customers, right? And and they so are. I can see you could be a company that, you know, you're not doing unethical things, right? But still kind of using, playing into that. And yeah. you're saying like, that's not our thing, you know, we're, right? 
it's not our thing. And, and yet, you know, we, we still have to balance it because a lot of times sure. when people are seeking out a paying service, they're coming in with that attitude and they want help and they have goals. And, and for us, our, our, our kind of initial sales process is really trying to connect with our clients to really make sure that it's a good values fit, right? We don't have a, we have absolutely no problem with, in fact, we really celebrate when people come in with ambitious goals and for yeah. themselves or for their kids, but all of that has to be interrogated carefully and, 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 you know, built on the right structures of, of understanding and in order for it to be something that we'll want to participate in. So, you know, it's not a, it's not always clear cut for us to say, well, we're focused on this and, and then for a client to say, okay, that, that makes sense. Sometimes the client says, well, I really want my kid to go to Harvard. And we say, why? And we talk about it. And mm -hmm. then, mm -hmm. you know, it's sort of, we're not sure whether that, you know, that, that, that resonates with us, but we continue with the relationship in the hopes that we'll, we'll be able to be a positive impact either in either direction. So it's, um, you know, it's not the cleanest uh, endeavor all the time because there a lot of parents just have this fear and that's what's driving them to find help. But yeah. our, our hope is that if somebody came to us with that attitude, yeah. um, you know, we don't judge, right? There's no place for judgment in, in this game. Yeah. Um, we just try to share our values. And if they, if we can be a force for good or a positive, have a positive impact on that journey, including maybe helping a student get to a really, really top school, if that's what, what's, if that's what they want and that's what's good for them. That's right. Um, yeah. Then great. Um, you know, so just trying to be a positive, calming presence throughout whether or not our clients fully, you know, like the idea of focusing on themselves and putting their own development first and letting college kind of fall where it does, or whether they come in saying, well, I want to go to this college. And we say, okay, well, let's, let's enter into this journey together. As long as we've got enough overlap on our values and you don't expect us to do something unethical or, right. or you know, which happens from time to time, um, sure. then, then let's partner in this journey and see if, if it makes sense after a couple months or a year. I just feel so good talking to you, Jay. <laughs> I feel like this, the, this is how the world should be, you know? You know, Jay, you know, for those of our listeners, he's saying fancy school. If it's okay, Jay, you know, I can say he went to Harvard, right? So it's like <laughs> really good school. And so, but then like your, 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 your view, you know, your, 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 your perspective, I think you're like the perfect person to be doing what you're doing because you have the credentials, right? And then you have the ability to help others excel, like to achieve excellent things things right and then you have a team that you then you're working together so that you guys can provide like great service but at the same time you want to bring in like you said to be a force for good and and you're there to focus on the student and if there are other things that come up where they you could guide them um in, in a positive way like that's what you guys are looking to do and i could see it's not just uh it's not just a student it's the parents too right this relationship definitely thing. yeah definitely we're we're you know i think for a long time we thought yeah we're, we work with students but um we really have um have embraced and and also even structured a company around uh having a meaningful relationship with our families too like the whole family um yeah wherever appropriate both sometimes it's just that one of the parents that's that's working with us sometimes it's two parents um, sometimes we're working with siblings, um, you know, all, all at once. Um, 
So really thinking about it from the family perspective, because sometimes, you know, the kids have clarity on exactly what they need and want. And their parents are, um, you know, really anxious or, or have, are putting pressures on them that maybe don't Mm -hmm. align with what, what seems to be going on for them. And, and that's, you know, that will spur the call to us. Uh, you know, my son needs to work harder. My daughter really want to go to the, I really want to go to Harvard. It's usually not that direct. It's always couched (laughs) in in something else. Sure. And so, you know, sometimes our work is with the families, you know, as much, if not more than with the, with the kids. And that's, that's, we really like that, right? We want to work with the whole family so that it's a better experience for everyone. And primarily we're working with the students, but definitely have try to have a meaningful relationship with the families as well. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got another question. All right. Shoot. So, okay. There'll be times when uh, you're talking with the student and then also times you'd be speaking with the parents and all with this value of, you know, the things we're talking about within the coaching, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just thinking that that's really hard. You know, I feel I have a good idea and I want to hear from you too, like the skill set required to be a good coach, you know, because mm. you, I've, one of the things that I've realized is that you need to diagnose pretty kind of on the fly, right? And, mm-hmm. and you'd be mm-hmm. humble about it. It's not like, oh, I know the issue, right? But it's like, oh, you have to be perceptive, right? The way that someone might say something, like what they might really mean. Like mm-hmm. Sometimes it's what they're mm-hmm. not saying. Sometimes it's the body mm-hmm. language, right? right. And so, right, right. And, then, and then even with the diagnose, like being able to say the right things, you know, because I've been in situations where people maybe diagnose what's wrong with me correctly, but yeah. I did not like what they said, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, right. so how, so then how do you like encourage, right? Rather than like tear someone down and just be like, you suck at this, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's, it's really hard. Um, yeah. What do you think of it? Is it just, do you feel like everyone has it in them? It's easy. It is really hard. What do you think? I, I, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's not, um, I think that some people just have it. In, okay. in, in kind okay. of that they they have it but a lot for most of us we have to develop the skills around it and it's really interesting that you ask this question because if you ask me to list what those skills are i'm not sure if yeah. i could but i certainly know that yeah. i'm way better now at this point in my career at working with people in that coaching capacity and using language carefully and specifically in a dynamic way while you're, you know, in in the room or in conversation with someone to be truthful and direct and humble and yet also tactful, right? So that, you know, if you're there to help, you can actually provide that help or if if they need something, you can actually get that done versus, you know, having somebody be, like you said, be turned off by the way you say something. You know, I, I don't know. And I think it's, um, I certainly, the thing that comes to mind for me when you say that is like thinking back to, all the times I put my foot in my mouth, like over and over and over again. You know, it happens. Wait, you thought that you're like the best. I do that all the like you say everything time. like perfectly, man. Well, like so, so you know, pit, little pit stop real quick. So Jay yeah. also like he's a just great like business coach kind of guy. Uh, he he also has mentored me in my business, and so I know that he's probably seen the way I'm doing things. And then like Jay, every time you say it so nicely, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Thanks and I can hear, I'm always like, I tell Vicky, Vicky's my wife, I'm like, you should say it like Jay. You know, when Jay says it, I just, I'm just like, you know what, Jay, you're right. And, and I need to work on that, right? But 
so <laughs> anyways so, 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 yeah. so but you do you have put your foot in your mouth before oh yeah i mean like <laughs> it, i feel like that's how you grow right, right it stinks right, in the right. moment but you have to feel that little pinch or that sting or that look mm-hmm. of horror or whatever you know whichever you know however much and sometimes they don't you know the person on the other side doesn't say anything but you can just you feel a shift in the conversation you realize yeah. oh man i yeah. that wasn't the right direction so i think it takes a certain level of um a certain level of perception to to be able to start to just feel and see those things. And then I think training as a tutor is actually probably the best thing you can do because if you're a good tutor, constantly communicating with your student, constantly trying to understand where they're coming from and what their challenges are, and you're constantly dealing with situations where students are coming in with something that they've historically been very defensive about or something that they don't want to touch. And your job as a tutor is to walk with them through that and help them see it in a different way. And so I think that as as a tutor, you know, you you're really if you're if you're focused on this, right? You can be a tutor and not focus on these things. But but if you're a tutor and you're focused on that rapport and connection and communication and how it lands, it's just a workshop every day. And so you know, sometimes you put your foot in your mouth literally and the person looks at you in horror because you said something terrible or they completely shut down. And sometimes it's just the subtle, ooh, I realize I lost that person there on that turn and I've got to go back and, you know, get back on the bus uh, with them. And that's just a constant, yeah. you know, and I think it's it's actually it's wonderful you ask that question because I think it's one of the things I enjoy most about coaching and tutoring and even management and working with other business owners is just that challenge of, communicating in a way that works for whatever the whatever the goal is, goal is of the conversation right and, and I was as you said that I was thinking even from person to person right the way that people receive things it's different you know totally person, different. you could just be super direct and they prefer it and some you know we need the uh the baby gloves right sometimes like... it took me it took me a while to learn that and I, I I remember early on and we'd have some clients that were just very direct and I don't feel like oh man they're being mean or this yeah yeah sure sure you know like we said i'm a bit of a softy um (laughs) but then you just realize no like some people just have a very direct style of communication and they don't want to spend a minute extra on the phone sure and other people and and they need to hear things in a very direct uh and concise way and other people want to chat for half an hour before you start to talk (laughs) about anything related to what they're calling about and um, I happen to enjoy, you know, come to enjoy all of it. And, and sometimes with people that are really direct and kind of terse, I sort of, you know, I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I have a conversation with this person? So it becomes a bit of a, a fun challenge for me. Yeah, so it's a it's challenge. Something. And in management too, when you're managing people, you know, it's, that's the name of the game. Like, how do you convey that you care about them and set up the structure for them to be successful in a way that resonates with them and doesn't make them feel like they're you know we're wasting their time or that you're not you know hearing them appropriately or anything in between i just got this memory of like talking to this uh person and i was telling them about how um, i love getting to know different people different cultures right and just going through that challenge of communication like how do you express that you care for someone is different from person to person right Janet, mm-hmm. you and I've talked about that, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, within our relationships, right? Like we're yep, just different yep. people. Our yep. lives are different from us. So like, how do we do yep. that? But then also our clients and you know all, all that, right? And I remember this person just saying like, wow, that's super frustrating. 
and kind of like challenge them to oh, like, why do you feel that way? Why do you say the reason I think of that is because that is one pers- perspective, you know, that it's just really hard to do that work to put, I think, the other party at the forefront and, mm. and, and putting your preferences, you know, on the back burner and just saying like, OK, it's not about how I like to communicate. Right. It's not about what I'm comfortable with. It's about, you know, how can I help this person? You know, how am I willing to adjust? And if you don't have that, maybe you and I, Jay, should come up with a list, right? With the coaching. I feel like mm. whatever I just said, it should be on that list, right? It's not yeah. about you. Exactly. I mean, you have to take joy in being the facilitator and helping yeah. things kind of come out. Yeah. But sometimes I use the uh, the analogy of like, you know, you're a doula in many respects, but it's not your baby. <laughs> you know, it's like, like you're just helping hey, like things that. to get, you're helping things to like become birthed and come into the world. And, and a doula. Uh, yeah, but but it's certainly not your process. Um, you know, I, I perhaps maybe have a slightly more pessimistic outlook on <laughs> on human nature than you do. I think um, I, I think it's great, but I think that we are all pretty self interested, and we all want sure, to. Sure to find the things that resonate with us. Um, and so I think the ideal person who who is engaged in tutoring or coaching is a person that actually somehow, for some reason, gets a feeling of, uh, gets gratified by that feeling that you get from trying to put somebody else's interest first in that relationship, in that tutoring relationship, and trying to help them kind of succeed. I think there's a certain feeling that comes from that. And I think if that feeling rings your bell, you know, you're mm. good, you're probably a good fit for being a tutor. So it's a little less like altruistic and a little bit more that it's an alignment of this process makes you feel good as a coach and it happens to also be very helpful for students and the two things come together and it's it's quite a beautiful thing. it's like a it's a win-win a beautiful yeah thing. big time big time awesome man well thank you for your time jay i've had a lot of fun just you know hearing your heart the word that comes to mind is um you ever heard of human-centered design I have, this, yeah okay yeah so it's like designing products like p- putting the human at the center is there a term for like human-centered education is that a thing I don't know, but you know, if I had to lob one in, I'd say let's yeah. teach students, not subjects. <laughs> That's yeah. what you're about, man. So, yeah. so thank you. And what's the best way for people to reach out if they want to have a conversation and say, "Hey, Jay, I really like what you said. You know, I'd like to talk more about that." Sure thing. Um, best thing is just find find me at Signet. Okay. Um, you know, SignetEducation.com, and uh, there's some contact information there. Cool. Um, yeah, and thank you, Ed. This is really fun. Great conversation. Tons of fun. I feel like we got into some really interesting things, and, and through the conversation, you helped me look at things, a couple of things uh, in a new light. So really, really appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, look forward to the next time, then. Okay. All right. See you, Ed. All right. Take care.